The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome to the Three Down Nation podcast powered by Jiffy Lube. He's Justin Dunk and I'm John Hodge. Today we're discussing John Ryan's comments on the CFL, a report on the 2021 season from Pro Football Talk, and the release of a potential schedule. But first, Sportsnet's Arash Madani called out Hamilton Tiger Cats owner Bob Young for scapegoating the media regarding the cancellation of the 2020 CFL season. What's your take, Dunkster, on this spicy Twitter beef? Woo! It got hot up on Twitter, my man. <laughs> and there was a prime opportunity for Mr. Young to come out and say what he felt like the media was wrong about. To me, that is the outlier here that needs to be addressed. It was a great back and forth. Obviously, Arash Madani is super sharp, and a lot of people out there think he doesn't care about the CFL, but in actuality, he does. And he actually worked for a couple franchises in the league back in the day. He wants to see the league thrive. That's why he calls it out as much as he does. So, in this instance, he's talking about the teams that kept the CFL off the field in 2020, which are believed to be, Hodge, you and I have heard this as well, the Alouettes and the Argos, and maybe the BC Lions were a little bit iffy, but I think at the end of the day when Pish came to shove, they might have got on the field. But then there's those rumors that go on behind the scenes and you start talking about some of the other teams. So I'll maybe let you get into that angle, but that's the talk behind the scenes again is that the Argos and the Alouettes might not be super keen on playing. And those two franchises have been the quietest, whether it's ownership on down, in terms of making guarantees like Bob Young has come out and done so, and we should commend him for that. We did when he did do it, that the other teams maybe aren't so keen to get on the field. 
Yeah, here's something that, that and, and let's we, let's also mention the initial comment from Bob Young that sparked all this was his quote tweet of a tweet from CFL News, which was an excerpt from my insider talk com from Wednesday. The quote from Bob Young was, quote, all CFL teams are keen to play as soon as possible. Our tweets about playing are a response to pessimistic press stories, end quote. Now, we have been called pessimistic or negative here and there since the cancellation of the 2020 season. Every time I'm asked, hey, why do you print so many negative stories? My, my response is, can you find a positive story right now in the middle of a pandemic not, when the league isn't even playing? It's not like, negative, like, though, Haji. It's, it's not realistic. negative. It's just reality. Yes. Exactly. We're, we're just reporting the news. It's not our fault if the news is bad. If the news is good, we'll be more than happy to print stories that reflect that we're, we're just we're just writing the news uh but anyways you know bob young coming out and saying all cfl teams are keen to plague and that's a quote you know who i want to hear say that the toronto argonauts i don't want to hear bob young say it i don't want to hear him speak for somebody else i think bob young at the end of the day has been a great owner for the cfl and the hamilton tiger cats but i don't want him speaking for other franchises let the toronto argonauts and the montreal alouettes Put their money where their mouth is. Gary Stern has said publicly, telling Herb Zerkowski, the Montreal Gazette, that he his team is going to play Toronto Argonauts. You could hear a pin drop since the cancellation of the 2020 season. I want to hear them on the record. Yeah, when it comes to realism, my man, or being realistic, that's where you have to have that journalistic integrity and make sure that you're not leaning to one side or another and you're letting the information guide you. If the league would have played a Hub City season last year, we all know they could have. I'm not telling the owners how to spend their money, but they could have gotten on the field if they wanted to. People would have written a lot of positive stories about the owners funding the season. So in a way, and I believe in large part, they control the narrative, just like a player. You go out there and you throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns, you control, I used to say the pen, but now you control the keyboard because positive things are going to be written about you. So the year CFL takes a year off, a lot of people, yeah, are going to become pessimistic because you were the only major pro sports league in North America not to be able to put your product on the field. And on the flip side, Bob Young... And the soccer team that he owns, Forge FC, was able to play a season in the Canadian Premier League and win their second title. So, to me, he knew it was possible, but I really would like to give all of the owners or the Board of Governors true serum and hear what happened behind the scenes. It's one thing for Bob Young to come out on Twitter and call a respected journalist in this country. Arash Madani has won the award for best reporter in Canada, and for Bob Young to come out and essentially call out all of the Canadian media and tell us that we're wrong, but not say why, that doesn't back it up at all to me. It's very easy to point it out and say, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong, but not actually come out and say what was wrong in detail. Yeah, and the other thing I'll point out, and granted, we are in the business, to an extent at least, of collecting quotes, but to me, actions speak a lot louder than words. And there's been a lot of talk, 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 from the CFL, not a whole lot of action. So, Mr. Young, get some action happening for the CFL, and I'll be more likely to listen to what you have to say. 
Dunkster, you've been in contact with the Public Health Agency of Canada regarding the status of the 2021 CFL season and learned that no provincial jurisdictions have formally approved return to play protocols. Tell us about that. All right, Haji. So for people who haven't read the story, and you should still, it's up on 3downnation.com. PHAC, as we'll call it for short, the Public Health Agency of Canada, gave us an exclusive statement in part that reads, the government is open to reviewing proposals from professional sports organizations that include a comprehensive public health plan agreed to by the government of Canada and written support from provincial or territorial public health officials in jurisdictions where the events would occur. Nowhere in there does it say that the CFL has actually submitted one of those proposals. So we asked that question to the league and they said that they continue to work with government officials and local health authorities to try to get their game back on the field. They're working towards that August 5th target date, but they need a significant number of spectators in the stands. That's nothing new. What is new, though, is because there was a national report on TSN on draft night that stated the six provinces had signed off. Now, I'm sure behind the scenes there has been a feeling out process where the CFL has an understanding of what health and safety protocols they're going to need to meet to get back on the field. But when you're looking at it from this perspective, Hodge, we're talking about not only do you have to get all six provinces to sign off, you still have to go through PHAC, you have to get the federal government overall i.e. the Prime Minister's office, Justin Trudeau, to sign off on you playing. You still need COVID-19 amendments made to the CBA, and that is not going to be easy in a very short timeline. Plus, you're going to have to mobilize staffs and start rehiring some of the people, like, let's say, on the business side of your operations to be able to get ready to host games. You can't just do it in the flick of a switch like you would turning the lights on in a facility. It is not that easy. So to me, it shows, Hodge, that there are still many hurdles to clear here. It's doable. But when you look at that August 5th timeline, it's ticking real fast. It really is. I mean, the next time we sit down and record this podcast next Thursday, it's going to be June. And and if if CFL teams are hoping to open training camps on July 10th, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Time is wearing thin, especially with quarantine protocols that are likely to be in place. Uh, you know, uh, and and let's be honest. I mean, the CFL training camps have always been shortened. Well, if you're going to look at playing, nobody knows with the schedule, potentially one preseason game, potentially zero preseason games. I mean, Lord knows these teams are going to need the practice time with most players having not played for a full year. So certainly the timeline is short. How how concerning is that for you, Dunkster? The timeline, is it too short? It could be and it couldn't be. And I know that's a bit of a fence-sitting answer. But the reason why I think it could be is, as I listed, all of those things have to be knocked down. Now, maybe they can go as quickly as dominoes would be knocked over and then you end up kicking off the season on August 5th. But... We know that in a COVID-19 world, there's always going to be the unexpected things that are happening, maybe some spikes in Hodge. You're living it right now in Manitoba. And to me, that's the key is that it's not just about one province. Alberta has essentially said they're going to be wide open in July. Jason Kenney, their premier, has said he expects full stadiums for the CFL teams there by the time the CFL kicks off. I mean, heck, even before he would have them in. But you got to have all the provinces on board because 
John Horgan out in BC, their premier, said, we got to know what's going on in Winnipeg and in Manitoba. And he actually referenced the Blue Bombers saying that the case counts are much higher there. So it's not just about one. It's about all of them. And it's going to be the data, not the date. So to me, we would love to see football, Hodge. We haven't had it on the field in God only knows that we would much rather be watching football than talking about health and safety plans. So fingers crossed that it can happen, but I just see so many things that need to be done. Yeah, when this pandemic is over, I solemnly swear to never again, once even in my life, read a health and safety protocol. (laughs) I never, never, never will I do it. I'm done. I've reached my quota. I will die before I do it again. On that note, we're going to take a quick ad break, and then we'll be right back for more of the Three Down Nation podcast. This episode of the Three Down Nation podcast is brought to you by the one and only Manscaped. This is your pubic service announcement, not public, pubic, and the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and, of course, Canada. This new trimmer was just released moments ago, and we are one of the first to get our hands on it and share the news. That's what we do at 3 Down Nation. We break news. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. If you didn't get me, One more time, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, Hodge, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk reported on Tuesday that CFL players and agents had been informed that they would be traveling to CFL cities on July 2nd to quarantine for a week before the start of training camp on July 10th. Of course, we had those dates already on 3 Down Nation way back in April when the league announced it was delaying the season to August 5th. You refuted the report overall. Why was that? Well, the the main thing that stuck out to me was that players and agents have been contacted. That was part of what was reported on Pro Football Talk, and that was shocking to me when I read that because it was like, wow, okay, this this feels real. If they are communicating concrete deadlines, because and we've been talking about the pandemic forever now, but if there's one thing that has been missing throughout this pandemic, whether it's sports or anything, it's certainty. So when you get a concrete detail in this pandemic, it stands out. And that stood out to me. So I immediately flipped off half a dozen texts text to, to high-profile CFL agents and unanimously within two minutes, it was a big whack ton of, uh, this is the first I've heard of this. And so you go, okay. So agents have not been informed. If the agents have not been informed, players have not been informed, which, by the way, there are some players, and it's been reported out of BC, um, Saskatchewan, Dunkster, you had the memo again, as you said, back in April, that these dates could potentially be the dates, and it is still possible that the dates will be okay. You report to your CFL city for July 2nd, and training camp gets underway on July 10th, following a complete seven-day 
quarantine. Those could still be reality, but have CFL players and agents formally been informed by the league itself that these dates are in effect? No. Some teams are telling their players, hey, you might have to quarantine for a week ahead of July 2nd. Some teams are saying, hey, just show up. Some teams are saying, okay, you got to quarantine if you're coming from distance, but if you're a local person, you don't have to quarantine. It all depends. These are not firm details yet. Could they be the dates? Yes. But is this a complete ready-to-report fact? At this point, no, it's not. And that's why I refuted it. And it's tricky, man, because to be quite honest, Mike Florio is very well respected, obviously covers the NFL, has a big outlet that he's built up largely on his own at Pro Football Talk that goes against sort of some of the bigger giants in the States, most importantly or most impressively, ESPN. So he plays with the big boys down there. But to me, I would like to ask Mike Florio, and he's welcome to come on the podcast, if he knows all of the integral details behind the scenes that the league has to go through with the Canadian government and how much more conservative we are up here compared to the states and if he would have maybe worded his report overall differently. BC Lions President Rick Lawlisher said the CFL's 2021 schedule would be out soon, but multiple reports have since indicated that it would not be out this week due in part to the status of COVID-19 in Manitoba. By the way, for non-Manitobans listening, Manitoba is now officially the COVID hotspot in North America. We're number one. We're number one. We're, and I'm sorry to take humor in it. That's the only way I can keep from crying is to laugh about it. When will we see a new schedule, Dunkster, for a 14-game 2021 schedule? Well, the CFL schedule release might be delayed, but there is no delay... When you pull your wheels in a Jiffy Lube, man, all-star level service has you in and out in a Jiffy, ready to get back on the road, and hopefully in the near future, it's to a Canadian football game. Now, Hodge, you just referenced it, my man. There is nothing certain in a COVID-19 world. I can tell you that I'm going to go to sleep tonight, but I'm not sure about tomorrow, okay? So I do believe a CFL schedule is coming. But it's very tricky to put one out, and you reference this right off the top, and I get why you would joke about it, because we just want to be out of it. But the tricky part right now is Manitoba and the jurisdictions that have not signed off, and really, that's across the board. We know Saskatchewan would play football. They would welcome the teams in there. Alberta, obviously, the other one. But the rest, it's hard to set in stone a schedule and really put everything in motion to start playing without knowing the certainty that you're going to be able to do that. So I think the schedule is still a little ways away. Yeah, and I think that's smart. The other the other side of the schedule equation, again, has, has been reported by several outlets at this point. It is anticipated that there will be a very West-focused schedule coming out for August. In other words, no games played in the province of Ontario, possibly no games played in the province of BC, though Premier John Horgan did have some positive things to say about that today, Dunkster. So, you know, having games exclusively in Alberta, where Jason Kenney said he anticipates stadiums will be full, more on that later, uh, I think, you know, is smart. Saskatchewan, Scott Moe's got that humming. We talked about that on the last uh, episode of the podcast last week in Manitoba. Yeah, okay, we got a lot of work to do, but... Our vaccination rate per capita for first doses, I believe, is number one in the country. The spike has happened, but if the vaccination rate continues to spike, then hopefully the opposite 
will take place with our COVID rates. Hopefully, keep our fingers crossed. Stay strong, my Manitoba peeps. Did the spike in Manitoba happen because Brian Pallister traveled out of the country for another vacation? Um, I don't want to talk about that person on this show. All right, moving on. <laughs> Reigning League MOP Bo Levi Mitchell wants to bring back a CFL skills competition. Actually, check that. Two-time league MOP, Bo Levi Mitchell. Brandon Banks won in 2019. The league has not had an event like it since the Damon Allen quarterback challenge was held in 2008. Your thoughts on the idea, Hodge? Oh, I think it's brilliant. And and I'll say this. I don't think it has to be the, the you know a, just a rehashing of the Damon Allen quarterback challenge. I think that getting fans involved in anything, whether it's a live event, whether it's a TV event, whether it's just something that can produce some great content that you can post and plaster all over social media, I think it's one of the most important things that the CFL can do to market itself to a young audience, right? The the CFL has been criticized for a lack of availability on TV, right? If you don't have a traditional, you know, cable package, you know, TSN Direct is an okay product, but it's not the most affordable, right? If, if you just want to watch CFL slapping down over 100 bucks to watch the season, you know, with a bit of an inconsistent app, you know, and an app that, that doesn't exist, by the way, you can't just put TSN on your Xbox or your PlayStation. You have to use it on your phone. It's not, it's not the greatest option. So anything, honestly, anything. And, and one thing I'll throw out here, too is I thought one of the best initiatives, as much as Jeffrey Orge's tenure as commissioner was criticized overall, I thought his implementation of CFL Week, which I was fortunate to attend every single year it existed, was brilliant. You know, they, they brought the players in, they kind of went through the media car wash, there were some fan events, some autograph signings, but hey, what if we got these guys actually on the field? And I'm not suggesting that they, you know, play a football game, but you know, whether it's general athletics tests or even non-athletic stuff, I would happily watch Bo Levi Mitchell do something as silly as a potato sack race or, you know, throwing darts against Brandon Banks or, you know, seeing any of these guys do something creative, you know, whether it's in their element or out of their element, there is outstanding entertainment value i think in some of that stuff and i think fans would love it they would eat it up and really would help build the profile of these guys on the field and off the field the easy one to me my man and we've done actually a few fun pieces on this on the website is getting the cfl players involved somehow in the big curling competitions that go on there's a lot of players that stay north of the border in the offseason. Obviously, Bo Levi Mitchell does out in Calgary, and he's got a new podcast with one of the best curlers, you know, potentially ever. Hodge, you're one of the experts, is he? Yeah, Ben Hebert, maybe the best lead in, in Canadian history. There you go. So guys like that can help you get that crossover audience and we know how big curling is in this country and it's really low risk in terms of injury. So if you had like, let's say for example, a West curling team and an East curling team that met up at the Briar and played either before or after the tournament on the same ice, I think people would tune into that. It would be cool. Just like you said, get some creative ideas going. It wouldn't even cost you too much. No. And Hey, why, why stop at curling? Can we get a member of the Toronto Raptors engaged? Can we get a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs out in an event? I would love to see Bolivar Mitchell stick handling a puck opposite Willie Jefferson. That would be amazing. <laughs> Regina-born punter John Ryan told Rob Vanstone of the Regina Leader Post, quote, 
watching the CFL, even over the last 15 years, I feel like they've forgotten a little bit sometimes what the C stands for in CFL, end quote. Do you agree with the former Super Bowl champion? Look, I'm not going to disagree with the guy that was born and raised in a football-crazy town of Regina, played in the NFL for over 10 seasons, and has a Super Bowl ring on his finger, and came back, to be quite honest, when he didn't even have to financially. We all know he's made millions upon millions of dollars in the NFL and is living nicely down in California. So he didn't have to come back to Canada to play for you know about $100,000, give or take. So he's doing it for the love of the game. And he's doing it because he wants to play for his hometown team. And to me, I'll let his quote stand overall. Because I do think that that is what is going on, especially with the global initiative. Is they're literally taking roster spots away and cash away that could have gone into the grassroots programs in Canada. But hey, we're still producing talent that's going to the NCAA in droves. And talent that's coming out of the NFL draft in droves. I know CFL fans don't want to hear it, but it shows that we can produce elite high-end talent and that Canadians can compete, whether they're in the NFL or the CFL. And we know how close that talent level is overall, Hodge. So I'll let Ryan's quote stand, and I will stand there right with him and say I agree. Well, and I, I was using the Toronto Raptors or Toronto Maple Leafs example earlier. I'll throw it out again. If you want to stand out in the sports marketplace in a place like Toronto, don't you think having players from Southern Ontario is part of that? Because when you go and watch the Toronto Raptors, I know they've had you know so, some local talent here and there, uh, but you know the, the Toronto Blue Jays often have no Canadians on their roster. Right, the Toronto Maple Leafs have often had no Southern Ontario, you know, uh, uh, natives on their roster, and when that's the case, right, that's something that can make a team like Toronto stand out in in the CFL, or a team like BC stand out on the West Coast. Hey, we've got thirty guys from the GTA in training camp, and twenty of them are going to make our team, and three or four of them are going to score touchdowns this season. That's something that I think could potentially get people excited. I've seen it firsthand in Winnipeg, and granted, I know the Bombers have a bigger profile in Winnipeg than the Argos do in Toronto, but when you saw a few years ago a game in which Keenan LaFrance, Nick Dembski, and Andrew Harris all scored touchdowns, three different Winnipeg uh, like residents, like full-time, like born and bred in the peg, scoring for the Bombers, fans lose their minds. And that's something that I think is invaluable, especially for a, CF, uh, a league called the CFL, the Canadian Football League. And, and dude, real After quick, all. that's what's going on with the least right now and John Tavares. People absolutely love that guy because he's from here. And also, it doesn't hurt that he's super classy. To your point with the Raptors, they've had Corey Joseph here that was blown up even Way above Joseph's skill set, I believe. O'Shea Brissett, Dejan Brissett's brother, the receiver for the Argos, was with the Raptors, now is with the Indiana Pacers, and is really rising in the NBA. So when you have that local connection, where possible, obviously, and warranted with the talent, it makes a massive deal. John Tavares is beloved in the GTA right now. We got to take a break, Dunkster. When we come back, it'll be time for Hodges Heritage Moment. On this day in 2013, Micah Johnson signed with the Calgary Stampeders. 
The Kentucky product had several short stints in the NFL before signing in the CFL, where he was converted from linebacker to defensive tackle. Johnson developed into a perennial all-star with the Stampeders, winning two great cups before departing for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders via free agency in 2019. He signed with the BC Lions following a middling season in Regina, though he's back under contract with Saskatchewan for 2021. Dunkster, it's time to go to the three-minute drill, powered by Jiffy Lou. Alberta Premier Jason Kenney anticipates having full stadiums in the province this summer. That's got to be a great sign for the CFL, right? It is, but Alberta is kind of a wild, wild west. They do their own thing, so until some of these other provinces start following, then I'm not going to get too excited. The Hamilton Tiger Cats signed 2021 first-round pick Nick Cross. What are your expectations for him at the CFL level? Well, he's coming off the ACL tear, but if he can get healthy, I think he could be a very intriguing addition considering he's kind of that hybrid strong side linebacker safety type, just like Tunde Adelike. Former CFL star Manny Arsenault made his indoor football league debut with the Frisco Fighters, catching five passes for 58 yards. Isn't it nice to see the Manny show back in action? It is, Manny. Ripped off a 29-yarder. We got all the highlights up on our video player on the site, so go check out the Manny show indoor football league style. Breakup champion John Rush is getting his COVID-19 vaccine while wearing a wedding dress. Isn't that amazing? I think it's spectacular. John Rush must follow one of the best CFL personalities on social media. Bill C-218 has passed its second reading in the Senate, taking one step closer for single-game sports betting to become legalized in Canada. Are you betting that the, the law will be passed? I think right now the betting favorite, Hodge, would be yes. So I think it's definitely possible. Kevin Waugh, the Saskatoon Grasswood MP, has a lot of momentum here. We need to see it. So any push that you people can do on social media, let your voice be heard. Co-owner Danny Garcia confirmed the XFL and CFL have signed non-disclosure agreements regarding their partnership. Is that really a surprise? No, not remotely. However, it is nice to get that confirmation that, yeah, they've got the NDA sign dotted. And uh, that's part of the reason things just stay so quiet on that front. Brampton native John Mechie III was awarded the John Cornish Trophy as the most outstanding Canadian player in NCAA football following a remarkable sophomore season at Alabama. Was he deserving of the award? Oh, yeah, man. He should have been a runaway winner. The first Canadian in over a decade to win an NCAA football championship. And the way that he did it in that damn offense, my goodness. The Buffalo Bills promoted Canadian Curtis Rukavina in the role of Assistant Director of Pro Scouting Free Agency. He's going to lead their free agency meetings, Hodge. Is that a big deal? Oh, it's a huge deal. It's just another example of a Canadian excelling south of the border. Speaking of, Canadian Catherine Reich was promoted to Vice President of Football Operations by the Philadelphia Eagles making her the highest-ranking football operations female in NFL history. Do you think she could be a GM someday? She's on that track, my man, and imagine that. A Canadian could be the first GM as a female in NFL history. And we won't even invest in grassroots football up here. I mean the CFL. Come on, we gotta be better. Three Down Nation contributor and Miss Everything in Saskatchewan. She's all over the place, Hodge. 
Amanda Ruler wants to become the first woman to coach in the CFL. Can she do it? I absolutely think so. I know she was working with a lot of the Sasky guys going into the 2021 CFL draft process, and I think she could be great at the pro level. That's all the time we have for today's show. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Three Down Nation podcast. We'll see you next Thursday. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.